reading found in Micah chapter 7. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. This is God's word. During the month of June, the world invites us as the church to respond to the question, what is love? The message is often stated that love is love. That wherever love is, it should be celebrated. And that kind of makes sense to us as Christians because we know. St. Paul himself said, between faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. St. Paul also said that love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. I invite us to ask this morning, is it true that love is love? Is all love something to celebrate? I'm going to share with you two things this morning that are both true. I love my wife. It is also true, I love whiskey. I do. Are both those loves the same? Well, in some cases, I suppose it might be. Do I mean the same thing when I say I love my wife as I do when I say that I love a shot of Maker's Mark on a couple of ice at the end of the day? Obviously, the love I have for my wife and the love I have for whiskey, they can exist side by side, but could potentially the love of whiskey ever conflict with the love I have for my wife? Could it be possible that someone could love what comes out of the bottle more than what comes out of their marriage? Those two loves are not the same. And love for one can surpass and corrupt the love of another. Jesus himself, when he spoke about God loving the world so that he gave his only son, went on to say, the light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their, their works were evil. Sometimes love exists for evil things. And it goes against the love we are to have for the one who loves us. It's challenging to say love is love. 
Because we know that as sinful people, every single one of us, gay or straight, male or female, all of us are perfectly capable of corrupting love. We will place our love on things that are evil. I'm going to actually argue this morning that we ought to give thanks to God that not all love is love. Thanks be to God that there exists a love that is different from every other love. In our Old Testament reading for today from Micah chapter 7, we hear about the steadfast love of the Lord. That, that's a tricky word in the original Hebrew because there's a word that's used for God's love throughout the Old Testament that we don't really have a good English translation for. This happens in so many different languages where they have several different words where we in English only have one. I can refer to the affection I have for my wife as love, and I would use the same word to refer to my affection for whiskey. In the Bible, the love of God, the love of the Lord, for his people, it's tough to translate. In fact, if you were to take a bunch of different English Bibles and lay them side by side and look up what word they use for this right here, what your Old Testament reading calls steadfast love. In some Bibles it would say mercy. In some it would say unchanging love. It might say unswerving loyalty. It could say faithful love or faithfulness. All of those are different words used to translate the same thing. Whereas we're in English, we're just accustomed to saying love. But God's love is holy and totally and completely different from how we as people perceive love and often show love. So all of those words fit together to describe, still imperfectly, what God's love is. Steadfast, unmoving, unchanging, merciful, unswerving, faithful. All of this emphasizes what God's love is and especially highlights what our love is not. Because God's love is like no other. The prophet Micah says in our text, Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. The God of Israel, the God of the people of earth, is the God who delights in loving them. Loving them perfectly, immovably, unswervingly, faithfully. 
He loves them in a way beyond our comprehension. I try to picture the prophet Micah, who is actually a contemporary of the prophet Isaiah. It's not a stretch to say that they even knew each other. As they both went about the kingdom of God, preaching to his people, surveying the evil and the wickedness everywhere, And wondering why God would bother with the people to whom they were preaching. Changing God's word to reflect their own demands. Worshipping false gods. Worshipping the right God falsely. Treating one another with contempt. Redefining the things God had laid before them. And just rejecting the fact that he had told them plainly how to live. And so here is Micah, the prophet of the Lord, saying, who is a God like you? What God would delight in loving his people, in forgiving their sins? He will again, Micah writes, have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. It is your heavenly Father's delight to forgive you, to love you, as only He is capable of loving. Perfectly, unfailingly, and completely. He loves you no matter your sin, no matter what it is. We're trying to find our footing as the church here in the 21st century, how to communicate that. That we are all One and alike sinners. Sinners deserving the wrath of God. Sinners called to repentance. But the repentance of the sinner, Jesus reminds us in our gospel, brings joy to the angels of heaven. brings joy to our God. When sinners confess their guilt and believe that the blood of Christ has taken away their sin and made them pure and righteous, this is the joy of our Heavenly Father. The Father whose love never fails. The love of God is different. Thanks be to God, because we all know, if we are honest with ourselves, there are limits to our love. Because we're sinners. 
We have moments where love will fail. Where forgiveness will be something we find impossible to achieve. You need never fear that God has reached that point where you are beyond forgiving. The blood of the shepherd who goes and seeks after every single one of his sheep is shed for you. It calls you to repentance. Yes, indeed. We, the church, dear friends in Jesus, we are called to call sin what it is. That's not just those other people who are not like us. That's you and me as well. Every one of us, sinners, called to turn from our wicked ways and look on the loving face of our Father revealed to us through his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Where human love fails, where human love is corrupted, where human love seeks to serve itself, God's love is different. God's love is like no other. And in that, this morning, you and I and every person can rejoice in the love of a father like that on this Father's Day. Thanks be to God that our Heavenly Father loves us through the blood shed of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, for each and every sinner. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.